We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Let's have another good day. And thank you for listening to us here on KC Sports Network and Outside the Trenches. I'm DJ Kissel, joined as always by former K-State All-American, six-year NFL vet and Super Bowl champ with the New Orleans Saints, Nick Leckie, who is in a very interesting looking place for those watching on YouTube. I am. And if you're watching on YouTube, those sirens are not police cars. <laughs> it's the car wash. And I thought you were getting rated. <laughs> I, I thought you were hiding out and something was going down in the middle of Kansas. Uh, yeah, no, this is the uh, this is the, the the Zoom background for the cool, uh, hip uh, uptown loft area. The cool hip town loft area of Parsons, Kansas. Correct. Exactly. That's where right. I enjoy I that. This. Well, it's been a while, man. I've actually missed you. I've missed talking to you. I know we texted and we've still been conversing, but we haven't recorded the podcast in a little while and it's not because there's been a lack of storylines that people have for june that they keep discussing uh and the, the Le'Veon bell saga oh god doesn't end. oh my doesn't god end because everyone's one comment have... one comment on instagram who cares that's right that's my it's take like, that's let's that, that, that's all that's all we'll say about it that's all we're gonna say about it it's we whatever. here's my one take and it's not about Le'Veon bell it's not about what he said because i don't care what he said we're never going to know the full dynamics of what's going on. We're never going to know the relationship that Le'Veon Bell and Andy Reid had. At this point, they're both going to say nice things about each other to that point. Le'Veon kind of did that, but said, I don't take it back. I feel how I feel, um, which is how all players feel, which is kind of what I said when I tweeted. We're never going to know the dynamics of the context. We're going to get bits and pieces of just like everything. We're never going to get the full story of anything. So it's hard to jump on anything and say, well, yeah. this is definitively messed up because of this reason. It's because he's washed because of this. And I was like, all oh, that could be true. But if he was told he was going to play and then he didn't, I can see why he's upset. Now the team can be like, well, we thought you were going to be this and you ended up being this. Doesn't change that the player thinks he's that. And he was told one thing. I have no idea what happened. I just, we're never going to get the full story. So I'm never going to get too worked up about anything anyone said. He's not on our team anyway. I agree with you 100%. You don't want to have any other takes other than that? No, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I 100% don't. It's just and like I don't either. That's why we're moving on here very, very correct. quickly. But we will not move on quickly from our love of Jack Stack Barbecue because they are our good friends who supported us from the beginning. And not to get cheesy with it, Nick, but uh, it's been – Ooh, nice. 
Uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. So, but for people who've been following us or supporting, you know, outside the trenches or in the trenches a few years ago, uh, you know that none of this with KC Sports Network would have happened had Jack Stack not stepped up and wanted to support uh, what we had going on from the beginning and our vision of what you know we could do for Chiefs fans. All of this is for Chiefs fans about figuring out ways to d- efficiently deliver you quality content. Um, you know, on all our, our different shows. And Nick and I joke about like changing the format of this show. This one's going to be a little bit different uh, than some of the outside trench, outside the trenches you've seen in the past um, and heard in the past. We're always going to, you know, kind of talk about the, the storylines, things that people are talking about. But Nick, where I think you and I both do is kind of diving deep a little bit more into some like bigger type questions rather than getting into the minutia of the details of every practice squad move and all those things that I know you really got into over the years and I had to, but that, the lab guys, they do that, and and we want to make Casey Sports Network and the entire podcast channel and all our chief shows different from one another. So uh, those guys are twice a week. They're going to break down every little thing. They're going to break down the offenses and the defenses, and we'll share our thoughts on that. And then Mike and Jeff's uh, – Mike DeVito and Jeff Allen's one-on-one show is going to give you the player perspective. And then Nick and I are going to be some weird place in the middle, <laughs> and who knows where our <laughs> conversations will go. Uh, I'm actually excited about this one today. Uh, we talked a little about Le'Veon just because everyone's talking about that, but – um, we're not going to give that any more time, uh, but we should talk a little bit about the Kyle Long news just because, you know, a lot of people, he, the fact that he didn't play last year, like he needs to get reps, you know, that, that was important for him to get out and run around a little bit uh, just to be around the team and it, to, to know the offense, know the lingo and all that stuff. But he, this guy's been around. He, it's not going to take him a long time to figure that out. So the fact that he's reportedly going to be ready by the regular season is great news and it gives an opportunity for what is going to be a very competitive group of Chiefs offensive linemen going into training camp it gives guys like Trey Smith more reps with the first team and Nick I listened to Mike DeVito and Jeff Allen's podcast the other day and guys if you have not listened to it guys and girls if you have not listened to it go back and listen to that podcast because they get into some stuff about OTAs and veteran players and, and where they can find value in going to OTAs as a trench player you know, five, six years into the same offense or defense. Like Mike said, like this is yeah. useless. For, let me go to the weight room. Like it doesn't Correct. do me any good to be out here. Um, but we're going to give a little bit of all the different perspectives. But I love what those guys had to say uh, about trench players and, you know, those young guys getting reps. And that's going to come back to uh, pay dividends down the road because you're going to need all those guys. Yeah, you do. And if you're Kyle Long, what you do is you get a script for the day and and you follow your position and you, you can stand right behind everybody. You can watch your position. You can see, okay, this is the play that's called. You listen in the huddle. And so you make your calls. You go through your stance. You, you kind of react to what you're doing. And it's the ultimate, like, every vet knows if you're hurt, take mental reps. And it's true what they say about mental reps. The older you get, the more you appreciate them because you can really kind of fine-tune your your technique. Uh, you can fine-tune, you know, your footwork. And it's it's a great opportunity for him to learn uh, a new system, a new language. And I always tell people, like, learning one offense, another offense, it's like it's like learning a different language. you got to translate it into your old language, and then that, that's how you hear it. So it's like, you know, like scat right, oh, now that's 74 pro. Okay, that's what we do. So 74 pro, okay, scat right, okay, here's what you do. Yeah, if you got four a week, you slide protection. It's automatic. (laughs) I remembered. No, it's not. That was what you told me once. I remembered that. If we're in a slide protection and it's four a week, then you do a full slide. You do the fire. I was half right. You're half. No, you had a week. Yeah, okay. Don't question. I remember very specific random things that are only going to serve me well on this podcast with little nuggets with you, but then you ruin it because you don't remember. (laughs) 
I am. I listen. I'm also proud like, of myself. One, just, I'm like one play at a time. I'm sorry for just crushing you. you I did. apologize. I, really I tried did. to sound like I knew what I was talking about on the field right there. I I'm did. normally like well, I know what I don't know, but I felt like I knew something there. I got excited, and you're like, no. You did. Well, it's just the context was not there. Like I'm a total like, what's what's my frame of thought? It could be anything. And then it's like, here's the play. Okay, now I got my frame of thought. We're good. My, my frame <laughs> of thought is you told me that once. And I repeated it. I like not that. actually something happening on the. You field. said it with so much confidence too. I'm sorry. <laughs> just you know when like things connect in your brain as you're talking. Oh hell yeah! Like, Ooh, this was a good one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nope. nope. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, what I want to do on this podcast, and like we said, the, the format was going to be a little bit different because uh, besides the Le'Veon Bell drama that is non-news, but is news because it's June and there's not a lot going on and media can't get access to the players. So everybody's using the same media to tell stories. So when things like this happen, it's like throwing water to a bunch of people in the desert. Um, that's why you're going to get over analyzation. Like there's nothing happening and people have to create content at all these different places. And when there's not a lot happening, everybody's going to jump on the same few things and so i know he stirred it back up Le'Veon did with a string of tweets tonight whatever like it doesn't matter not not good bad disrespectful anyway don't go after andy reed publicly it, it's not going to serve you well um but at the end of the day like we won't ever know the full story and if he's unhappy on his way out that it didn't work out well didn't really work out as well as most people thought i thought that it was gonna work out better than it did but it didn't so you move on and you don't tweet bad things about andy reed bad idea Yes, I agree 100%. You do not. Um, BJ, let's talk about your topic. You had a great topic. Oh, yeah. And so, and, and and I loved it. I, I love the concept of comparing this generation versus the old generation. And it's like you got to define the generation. So so I'll, I'll let you set it up. Yeah, it started from a tweet that I saw that just said, you know, if you if social media were around 30 or 40 years ago. So just social of, media, right? Just social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take it a step further. As I, when I started overthinking the question, never happens <laughs> never, for me. <laughs> but if you take, so like 30 or 40 years ago, if they had social media, it just said a lot of your heroes wouldn't be heroes. And it got me thinking, it was like, that's exactly right. And then it got me thinking, what would, what's more difficult being a professional athlete or a professional football player, excuse me, in today's day and age or to be a professional football player back in like the seventies where like horse collars and like, there was no such thing as like any rules on the field. Like guys just kind of did what they wanted to do. Um, and it was a lot less safe on the field. Not that it's safe. I mean, it's a violent game, but back then it was a lot less safe for the players and they put rules and all those things in now, but on the flip side, back in the day, like you could do whatever you want on the field and then off the field, you kind of do whatever you want too where players yes. nowadays are under so much more scrutiny right off the top of your head. When you hear it, do you think it would be more difficult to go back then and play or right now and play? Cause so there's, money, we, there's, are, there's so many variables right. here. Where do you want to start? Okay. You, so we, so we have, we have two, we have two questions. Yep. It's, it's playing on the field, which yep. is harder. And then social media and how you don't have I, like, like how, how like media would cover for players. Like even as early as, you know, early 2000s. Well, nowadays, everybody with a phone is media. That's correct. Like everybody yeah. can put something on Twitter. And We're a surveillance public. state. Yeah. Like yeah, back um, in the day, it was like you had the one beat writer and like one TV guys, like just be friends with those guys and that's it. You'll be exactly. all right. Exactly. Not everybody be had a good. camera in their pocket. Well, it's like uh, our friend at the liquor store uh, when they signed uh, Mahomes, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Katie. Was it Katie? Katie. Right. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. West Katie. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, how that's like so cool. Like stuff like that is, is cool. Um, so answer your first question. Um, with safety issues, it would be much harder to play back in the day because I mean, there was no, there was no escaping it. Like as an O lineman, you could punish D lineman if you were an asshole and you could chop, you could chop block people. Like you could yeah. set someone up and you could like stand them up and then your guard could come in and just cut them and go after them. And, and, and what that stems from was the real hatred for each other because people free agency wasn't a thing, right? Yeah. You were, you were one career, one team for, for X amount of years. And that's all you knew. Whereas nowadays, shit, you, I, I, it happened to me. I got cut in 07 from Arizona week. And then two weeks later, I'm in St. Louis playing Arizona. And it was like, Oh, this, that's why, you know, you gotta be <laughs> yeah. nice. Cause you don't know when you're going to be whatever. It's like, you get your action in the field, but, but having to worry about headshots, having to worry about clothesline, uh, you know, you, you injury, you, you, you get cut immediately with no repercussions. Yeah. It's definitely much harder back in the day. Yeah. And I, there's so many things going on because there's, this is such a layered, like nuanced. Thing so layered. Yeah. About the different ways in which players are taken care of. Cause yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this, but as a trench player, like back in the day, like when you go back and watch some of like the, the techniques and the things that were taught back then, the way that they're taught now, like how much more different is the O-line play taught now compared to what was back then? Cause with some fools, like with some coaches and schemes, it's like you can't reinvent football. Like it's all based on the same few things and it just kind of scatters from there. Everybody kind of puts their own stamp on it. But as far as like the technique type things and the safety and the way that the game is taught now compared to what it was taught then, can you watch old film and see a technique or was it like things being taught now to be more safe? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it was the technique from an offense line perspective was so bad. It, it looked like uh, Navy football, right? Where you're you're in a track stance, like you're about to go for the hundred meter dash, and you're just firing off the line and, and just trying to trying to cut something. To and there was with no, the crown of your helmet. Oh yeah, like even the top here, the top. Yeah, exactly. You're spearing people, and nowadays it's so like it's 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 subtle. Like all, all the stuff is subtle now that, that you see, like I can see like hand movements and, and, and tugging of the jerseys ever so gently to, to influence direction and change. And, and people are more on the same page. You know, I think Duke Manyweather with O-line masterminds, mm-hmm. I think that was such a cool thing that he started, uh, you know, that trend. And so, yeah, you look at old film, like, God, how did I couldn't play? Like when you're, you got to put your, your arms up like this, uh, <laughs> make the, like the fist to each other and stick your elbows out. Like that was so whack. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's archaic to look back. And by the way, what's 30 years to you? Just say it, go 1970s. That was 50 years ago. Yikes. Right, man. <laughs> but see, part of it—it's yep. such a nuanced thing, though, because I feel like a lot of the fandom that comes from the league of people in our generation and a couple generations above us, we love football because we grew up hating other teams and players because of how they played. And now with free agency, mm-hmm. you still have that like feeling, and then you pass that along, and like fandom is generational, especially amongst Chiefs Kingdom. We talk about that, but like the the players hating each other kind of died with like Steve Smith and the Steelers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the last kind of like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, but then they're like friends. So it was just like, ah, they, they were just good. So you kind of manufactured all this stuff. Like where's like the deep down, like dirty hatred for like people you're playing against. Like I miss that. And I will watch that anywhere around the NFL. Maybe it's Le'Veon yeah. Bell now. 
This can like no. we can we get this yeah, right? big yeah. enough to like drum up something real? Get them out there. It's not. No, it's not. I mean, well, and and it's. I think I think football was. I think even like when I played in 04, uh, I know I was just with the Cardinals and we weren't that good. So football really wasn't a big deal. But I feel like there was a time like 06, 07, you know, I think once AstroTurf was eliminated from Indianapolis and from St. Louis uh, from, from their domes, that then it became modern, modern, modern day football. That's two moderns. And, and it's like you don't have the hatred. You don't have the, the animosity towards each other. And, and I think and it's, it, it's come down to all the safety things, right? Like yeah. all the stuff where you can have linebackers patrol in the middle, giving cheap shots. You can't have safeties coming up, you know, and it's, it's become entertainment <clears throat> almost like, and I'm yeah. not dissing it in any way, but it's become WWE, right? Where it's, 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 you know, what, what are people wearing? Right. Um, uh, fantasy football players. Right. So even if you, for the chiefs, you're for another teammate on Oakland, yeah. Cause you're another guy. No, cause you're a fantasy guy. Yeah. Right. So it's just, yeah, I think that's what it is. And fans experience that too. Now so I don't sit here and hate on it now because it's still right. like the most popular sport and because of all of those different reasons, but I feel like the foundation of it was built because of players just not getting along and like yeah. follow those storylines uh, throughout it all. Like I remember as a kid going to that, you know, 49ers chiefs game when Joe Montana was with the Chiefs and going up against Steve Young. It's like, ooh, like these guys don't like each other. Like, this is going to yeah. be good. Um, or you don't really have that anymore. And even if they try to make it fake, then everybody just like attacks. Like, yeah, and you see it. Players can't you be honest. Like, we we had this conversation before, and it kind of bleeds into the the rest of the conversation. Just about you know, if players 30, 40 years ago had social media, or if people mm-hmm. had social media, how would certain people be viewed? And to not turn the podcast and just uh, that guy wouldn't be liked and that guy wouldn't be liked because they've come to the top of the mind right now. But um, (laughs) let's not have this turn into that. Yeah, no. But just in general, I think it would open a lot of eyes to people um, that wouldn't romanticize uh, some people the way that they do. And I think it would lead to probably a lot more benefit of the doubt being given to players today that walk a much finer line that are held to a much higher standard um, as people, not just as athletes. And that's stuff that I want to get into uh, because I can't imagine being a player today. And I've always side with the players. If that's not completely obvious by this point uh, on most things, but I can't imagine just living that way. Now, the way players do like the really good, like not to make it that haves and have not like the all-stars, but guys who are recognized on the go out in public, like can't do anything. You see Tyron Matthew being gracious with his time and always signing and, and doing that stuff when he's out with his kids coaching baseball, like it takes a special person to always be on like that and always be willing to stop and talk with people. And I will always praise it because it is special because that is not leaving work and going and being a person that is, you are always that person. And I know they make a lot of money and they do all this. They still get a right to live their lives and have bad days and have that stuff where they can have things that go wrong. And they've always got a camera in their face. They're one road rage incident away from being on sports center. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it would be stressful. It is. Well, and I think what it does too, over a long enough time, time period, uh, your assholeness is revealed. And I think there are, there are every, like, you know, you know how it is. There's maybe on every team, there's two or three guys who are like, he's a great A prick, like for real. And if he, if he's out and about long enough, he will get exposed. 
And then if you look at a guy like, look at Jerry Seinfeld, right? <laughs> or you say like, Jerry Seinfeld accepts the fame and moves on. Hey, you want a picture? I'm walking down the street. Okay, cool. All right, now I'm going to continue my shopping. So if you don't make it a big deal, no one makes it a big deal. But if you try to be like, hey, no cameras, then they want to see more, right? Then they're like, yeah. oh no, now we want, you know, it's like putting a velvet rope in front of the door. Right. Yeah. Now, if you take a picture with everybody, then eventually everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, Jerry, like I already got a picture with you." Yeah, like I'm good. Like, oh, <laughs> I good. saw him last week at the, the baseball tournament. Um, I also uh, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth. Right. Okay. But, yeah. Like I remember those guys were were romanticized, you know, all this stuff, and then come to find out, those guys were like like womanizers, alcoholics, <laughs> you know, all this different stuff. So you want to talk about different eras? Um, I, I would say. What I mean, changed? 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, exactly. Columbus. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I, I look at I look at. I look Let's at just tear down everybody. Let's just no, be no. honest about everybody. Those were, those were the two that were romanticized. They, they were heroes. Kids looked up to them. Uh, but no, come to find out, all this stuff happened, and they were protected. Right? Yeah. They, they were protected by media. And I don't know when it happened where I would say 24-hour news cycle, right? Having to constantly fill ad time, fill the airtime. So now you're looking for dirt on anybody. And and sad to say with our society, dirt grabs a headline and I'm guilty of it too. Or that's dirt what they found headlines. out. Or just the yeah. dirt found out like, holy cow, look what kind of numbers they're getting. And then numbers drew advertising and then it's all sliding scale, you know, yeah. platforms. And it's like, hey – you get paid based on the number of people that click on it because more people see the ads, you get more money. It incentivizes crap content, which is literally yeah, what we're trying what to happened? fight against at KC Sports <laughs> Network. And I'm going to take this whole thing down the tube trying to prove that there are a lot of just common sense minded people that just want to hear Chiefs news. They just want to be engaged with the team yeah. in some way or another. And they want to be informed, entertained, all the things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um on our taglines with KC Sports Network. If you want to learn the X's and O's and the nerdy stuff, you've got the laboratory. If you just want to hear two guys randomly talking about different things, you can listen to Outside the Trenches and then Mike <laughs> and Jeff do their thing. Uh, exactly. So, I yeah, I, I will get fired up if we start talking about incentivizing crap content because right. it, it's very prevalent and it spreads into every it, – it's yeah. not – like it's in a silo like that idea you can manifest itself in so many different ways in so many different fields that you can literally connect that in so many different ways to all industries and everything you can and it has and it's become trash where the internet used to be this great thing and now it's just clickbait like everything is clickbait and a bunch of crappy ads i don't want to see yeah do i need to go to tiktok to get some good news like what (laughs) clubhouse is that still a thing clubhouse is just like so popular for like six weeks and now it's we, like yeah we have no clue we have no clue what we don't know about computers and the internet right you know we're all basically graphical user interfaces and we don't know how to write code and if the power goes out you know on our computers nowadays for the wi-fi our computers are paperweight you know my ipad's a paperweight there's nothing you, that's not internet based you can know? you imagine going on a vacation now without like a cell phone just like going on a flight and going somewhere i mean i'm sure you can that would be amazing but like with kids and family, like I can't imagine going somewhere for like six hours and not having my phone where if something happened, like somebody could get a hold of me. Like that's what I've yeah. been doing the whole time. How did I, we get I, off? How did we talk about this stuff? Cause I'm we, tangent. Cause I'm tangent. Can, and that's can why we please, can we please get back on topic here and talk about whether or not it's harder to be an athlete in today's society or okay. I did it again. Harder to be a professional football player in today's society than it was 30 years, 50 years ago. Cause it's, it's yeah, 50 seconds. Right. 
<laughs> you mean the late nineties? That was 30 years ago. Uh, no, I, I think it's e- honestly, I think it's easier. To, I mean, I always knew in, in college that I was in a fishbowl and, and I had that mentality where it's not a sense of you can't like Patrick Bateman, American psycho and just ter- put on your mask or whatever. Right. And just say, OK, here's what I am. You know, I'm, I'm whatever. Uh, yeah. It just you just have to be like, here's here's my new normal. Uh, I'm always under under a microscope and everything I do can be recorded that it's just that's how you live. And once you get into that habit, you just you go on autopilot. You're like, OK, this is how I exist. You know, and you can't get mad at people. You can't do anything uh, like that. You can't step out of line. Uh, you never want to give people they let them see your other side, I guess. Yeah, I, I, think I would take you. The people who handle it the best, I think, are the ones who understand that no matter what I do, people are going to say good things. People are going to say bad things. I can't control that. But if I'm a genuinely like looking at myself as them, like if I'm a genuinely good person, eventually, like that's just going to be what's mm-hmm. more reported because that's the truth. So yeah. I'm not going to worry about trying to like fight this narrative. Like they said this about me and I'm going to go do this. The ink sniffers. Like yeah. I heard that phrase once and there were a few that went through the chiefs. Like you wrote something about them. Like you hundred percent knew they were going to read it. And if it wasn't like exactly the way they wanted, they might say anything because it was passive aggressive, but then they would just like stare. They wouldn't talk to you. They wouldn't answer yeah. your question, like whatever it was. And then you find out later that that mindset is so destructive to being a mm-hmm. professional athlete, especially a football player at any team, let alone a team that's covered as much as the Chiefs are. Chiefs fans are awesome as a whole. They do a lot of phenomenal things. But Twitter as a thing is a cesspool. Yeah. And so not to go off on another tangent, but we talk about like players in today's day and age and like the relationship they have with fans is that I think a lot of fans assume that most players know that the majority of fans are good. But that doesn't mean the majority of their mentions on social media have the same ratio of good fans to not good fans. And that's not always easy for the player to to like to decipher through. If you look from the player's point of view, they get on the phone and they're just getting like bashed. Yeah. yeah. You know, no matter what it is, Tyron Matthew right now, I will be the one first banging the table if they don't pay Tyron Matthew, but all of his like cryptic tweets and whatever he's doing and people think they're cryptic tweets. And it's like, he could, it could be anything like these guys have lives besides just ragging on, like getting fans all riled up thinking that, that's all fans are doing on Twitter, which actually it is, which I think they should have some fun with. But that's just me. I mean, and, you know, I, I love Twitter. It, it, it's a tool and it can be used for good. It could be used for harm. You know, it's kind of however you want to. And, you know, we're adults. And I think if you get on, you should know that, hey, grain of salt. And I would like it if social media made you actually put a picture on yeah. or something of your face or something, a, a current whatever, and your actual name and, and not – to find you or, or something like that, but just say, okay, is this how you want to speak? Knowing that this is permanent uh, and that, you know, it's, well, it can be deleted, but someone can screenshot it um, and you know, hold it against you. So it's one of those things where you just have to accept that. And the, the quicker you accept that as an athlete that know that you're getting, when you're getting big times, when you get a lot of haters. And I think you should take that as a sign of, you know, the same people always trolling you. Maybe they didn't like you in college or, or maybe I, I love the stories of, oh, I heard this guy's an, an asshole. And it's like they had, I'm like, what was your experience? And like, well, they were signing some stuff and didn't sign my autograph. I'm like, that's why you're bagging them. And it's yeah. the same thing where you, I'll tell you a story. Like, yeah. My buddy used to do that in college. He was like, my roommate used to go get autographs from like Adrian Peterson when he played at Oklahoma. Like he would mm-hmm. go and like 
hide in the parking lot or wait in the parking lot until they came out and then get him to sign a football and then he'd sell it and he'd make yeah. 300 bucks and he had beer money for the entire month. And I'd be yeah. making fun of him like, you're a nerd. He's like, yeah, that nerd just got his beer paid for for the entire month. That's great. That's great. But he would say like in the autograph seekers, people would be like, oh, that guy's kind of a dick. Like why? Because he wouldn't sign for you and he was holding his yeah. daughter and you popped out behind his car and scared the hell out of him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and he right? just wasn't yeah. happy to sign your football. Like yeah. these guys have lied. Like go pay 50 bucks to his autograph signing and like everybody else does. Right. You know? And nowadays the guys who sign a lot, their signature isn't going to be worth very much. The guys who don't sign a lot, their signature is going to be worth more because they're controlling it. Yeah, exactly. They're not yeah. signing a lot of stuff. No, um, they're not. Or, and if, or and they if have saw- their people sign everything for them. Exactly. Or, or if you saw like, you know, if, if any fan went to a hotel or buses, there's like 20 people with like helmets and pictures and, and, and yeah. footballs. And you're like, they're not they're not fans. They're just making money. And, you know, they're I respect adults. them for doing it. Yeah. They're making money respect. however I they can. Like, I don't. But I'm like, I'm, I don't. Yeah. It. I've never been like a jersey where I have a few jerseys and I've wore them a couple of times, but I was never mm-hmm. like a big jersey person. Yeah. For that. It just felt weird. And as a grown person, when I see like guys autographing, like I understand the grind. I'm not knocking that hustle. It uh-huh. just feels dirty. Like it, you're it making does. money off somebody else's signature. Somebody like but, like yeah. it, the light name image likeness thing. That's like the worst example of it to me. Yeah, it's so, it's a good buy something signed by a player, then buy it from the player and have the player sign it. Right, or get it off, or get it off eBay. Right, so that's where all that stuff ends it. up. Yeah, no, it, or it ends up on Facebook in one of those groups. That that's says, exactly where it does. Whatever it is, it's always like the black jerseys too, like the most yeah, the, the, hideous looking things. I love the a, black. You don't like black? I love black jerseys. No, no. Oh, I love black not for jerseys. the Chiefs, not for the Chiefs. No. Yes, for in everybody. Gen- everybody general, should yes. have some. K State, yes. Black and purple. Oh. Let's go. That would be awesome. All right. Any other takes that we need to make regarding would it be harder or, or easier? And the other thing that I will say, and this could be a hot take, maybe not the last thing to put on the show, uh, just in sports in general, especially talking 70s, and I know the game was different, but even if you took players in today's day and age, if you took the Chiefs team last year that lost the Super Bowl and their offensive line got their tail kicked the entire game, you put them up in the 70s, I think they win the game 50 to nothing. <laughs> Versus 70s like D-line? I just don't think that athletes back then could get anywhere close to athletes today. No, no. I just don't think they're going to stop like Tyreek Hill in the seventies. Come on. Like nobody's <laughs> touching that guy. That's a, that's a cheat code. No. And, and just, I mean, Oh, the way the games play differently. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes throwing against seventies defensive backs. Like I understand that he might have his head taken off and like the, the way that they played back then, but athletes and the way the passing game and all that, it's like baseball. Like those pitchers way back, in the day we're throwing like 84 you know like they just that was, guys, fast. That was a fastball yeah like I, there were there's all this research and I, it's been a long time i'm sure people on twitter will tell me how wrong i am but like the way that the game has evolved and the athletes have evolved all the pitchers now throwing 96 97 back in the 60s like no chance i know like um who was it bob gibson like they lowered the mound after because of like his season with the cardinals because it was so tall and then they lowered it. Um, but even he, he, I don't think was throwing like in the mid to upper nineties and the way the hitters are. And just look at them as at, look at you talk about Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle <laughs> they would like, not look at Babe Ruth and baseball players in general. Like, yeah, correct. John Crook and <laughs> Tony Quinn, all these guys just loved watching these guys play growing up. But I just, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know, but I just feel like any 
professional sports team right now would boat race any other professional sports team from 50 years ago in any sport. Put like the best, the best teams from the 70s, like the Steelers and Cowboys versus like whoever the worst team is right now. And yeah. yeah, you have technology, you have, you know, game advancements, technique advancements. It was like, it was archaic, man. It was like, it was like that movie Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme, where the guy goes back in time to steal Confederate gold. And he's got like <laughs> Uzis, right? He's got like Uzis with like infrared sights versus a flipping musket, right? <laughs> or just the Star Wars series. Like the first three, Yoda all of a sudden is just like complete jujitsu, like the fight scenes in like the first three terrible movies. And then so you go watch like A New Hope and you're just like, they forgot how to fight for a few years. They did. They really Bad. did. It was just, yeah, that was the whole trilogy of one, two, and three episodes or whatever. That's a, a podcast for another time, right? I feel like they forgot to do a focus group or something about like, hey, is this a terrible movie? It was a troll job, straight up troll job. They're like, whatever's going to do a new thing. And it's like, yeah, I like the 70s effects better. Here we go again. We spend this whole time not talking about Chiefs, but uh, that was the somewhat idea of the new the new concept of what we're going to do. So we're always going to spend the first 10 minutes of the show kind of breaking down the, the top storylines and what people are talking about, just kind of give our takes on that. But uh, when we're going to get really in-depth, it's going to be in some other topics like we did with this one regarding uh, would it be easier or more difficult to be a player today or 50 years ago back in the 70s for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> yeah, I did the math again correctly. You did the math, I know. At that time. That was amazing. But you it wouldn't was. let me close out the show, so now you get to do it. I was on a roll. Um, no, that was a great roll. Close the show, Nick. That's a wrap. Chiefs Kingdom. This guy's fired. I'm looking for a new co-host. Send me your resumes. <laughs> Let me vet him first, though. I want. I want to. Be, right. I want to have a good replacement. Peace. Have a good day, See Chiefs. Ya. Kingdom. See ya. I like that. I like that.